0: everyone, and welcome to Episode 74 of the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where we discuss those folks in our lives that violate the social contracts that we all agree to live by. I am your host, the Razgrees, with my co-host, the Buck Grundle, bringing you new and interesting stories from the far reaches of the Internet. And, Buck, we're going to start right into one that you picked. It's three sentences, Buck. It is literally three sentences, but it is from our old stomping grounds. And a uh, big shout-out to the Blue Duck Gold Duck because... This is the kind of shit he puts up with on a daily basis. This is being reported by CBS News in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. 52-year-old woman has been hit in the back of the head by cold chicken when it was thrown at her, according to the Pennsylvania State Police. State police police responded to the incident on October 7th at the Walmart Supercenter in Chambersburg. There is no word yet on why the chicken was thrown or if the 20-year-old who threw the chicken will face charges. (laughs) <laughs> that's it. So they wasted time writing this story and they even found the raw chicken dot image to put on there. <laughs> that's just uh that's they, they that's, had to, uh, they had to license a picture to put up a this three sentence article. Yeah. That that that's nothing short of epic. That's
1: uh that's pretty awesome. I used to have a drug dealer that lived in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania.
0: That was pretty did. hip. Of course you did. Yeah.
1: But you know, whatever you know little uh little old town it's actually not that little it's pretty big it just um there's nothing there ah, i've been there i haven't been there in 20 years I, you know, i've been to the walmart and i've been to the super shoes and that's about it
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh there 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 is actually a couple um a couple of good chinese and japanese restaurants up there now actually but for the most part it's kind of like a, one of those towns that said i want to grow exponentially large really fast and then all my businesses are going to leave, and I'm going to have empty storefronts everywhere. Yeah. You're going to have a big old town with a bunch of empty-ass space. Pretty much. Welcome to Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, folks. This is the same town who, honest to God, I, I shit you not, they actually had a um, a Chinese restaurant get in trouble for serving cat. They <laughs> they were adopting cats. They were doing everything they could go to get on. They had cat traps out. And they were serving cat. Uh, that was right on the main drag, too. Uh, that that town also has three or four massage parlors uh, where you, you can go in there and pay Mama-san for a happy ending. Uh, it's quite the... And a lot of drugs in Chambersburg. And it, it's not a great place. Yeah,
1: you know... Uh... I didn't hang out there much, just went there to score some weed when I was a kid, you know. But there's a good chance that I know the lady who got hit in the back of the head. Probably. You know, (laughs) 20 years ago, yeah, somebody gets hit in the back of the head at a Walmart with a chicken, that sounds like somebody that I used to roll with. (laughs)
0: Nice. Well, I don't think there's anything there to even score, it's... (laughs) Now <laughs> we don't know anything. So. That's that's a bit of nostalgia. The only the only reason it gets on there is cuz it's in Chambersburg. Uh the next story is coming from the avclub.com. Schools are banning Squid Game Halloween costumes and its playground games from playgrounds. Have you watched this shit? I have. Is it any good? Yes. Really? I, I just I had I, I'm I'm actually I,
1: just just based on the headline here, I'm actually quite offended already. Oh, like, well, no, man. I mean, like, it sounds like go ahead and read it out, man. But it sounds to me like uh, like somebody's overstepping a little bit.
0: Well, I'm I'm absolutely going to read it out, and it is Squid Game, the Netflix show that dramatizes horrors of both capitalist and so- capitalist society, and failing to employ a proper tug of war strategy is enormously popular. And with the popularity comes the inevitable moral panic. This time centered on the fact that kids are playing non-deadly versions of its deadly playground games and trying to wear green track suits at, as Halloween costumes. The Washington Post reports that the principals at three New York elementary schools outside of Syracuse are su- uh, sufficiently freaked out by kids mimicking the violent series at recess. They're that they're there, it actually says they're there. Uh that they're banning these kids' games from being played by kids and telling parents that Halloween uh, ensembles uh, paying homage to the show won't be allowed on school grounds. This statement sent out to parents says that due to concerns about the potential violent nature of the games, kids that have been playing the show and its playground amusements are inappropriate for recess play or discussion at school. Parents were also told that it would be inappropriate for any student to wear to school a Halloween costume from this show. This is terrible news for kids who have saved up their Halloween allowance to buy jeweled animal heads and, <laughs> and prize the buttons off their uh PlayStation controllers. so They can stick them onto a fencing mask on one hand. The statement makes sense since children shouldn't really be watching squid game, but there are other banning uh, there are, uh, on the other banning kids from playing tug of war marbles, and red light green light because kids somehow managed to watch nine episodes of a Korean show is pretty hilarious i don't know <laughs> i didn't know kids were in the subtitles uh reading is truly fundamental still kids probably shouldn't be adding violent elements to these games also make sure that no child uh, gets to enjoy the simple comforts of enormous satire beneficial satorial benefits of walking around in a tracksuit that slips on in a plain cruel halloween or not wow this is written horribly Uh, Thanks a lot. Not from the AV club. But, anyway. um, Uh, Ah, no,
1: no, 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 man. I'm calling bullshit all motherfucking day long on these naysaying assholes. What the shit is that? Go ahead. First off, no, man. Like, thank you. I will go ahead. Not no man to you. But, no, man. These people are, like, so fucking what? We come from the generation where Scream happened. You remember that movie? Yeah, you, you remember that shit? Yeah. Like, the message in that movie... There were no kid games. There was no... Like, yeah, I know they're they're adding violent elements to whatever, whatever. But, I mean, that's just... That's art. That's expression. That, that you know... They're censoring that shit, man. What are
0: they going to start doing next? Burning books? Well, no, they're not censoring the art. By, no, they're not saying you can't watch the show. You're not saying anything. They're just saying they don't want the kids coming to school, imitating the, the show or wearing costumes from the show.
1: Nah, you know what? That's though, not man? art. I that's mean, not art.
0: I think that's still expression, man.
1: And you know, any 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 bout on banning play that like fine. You wanna you wanna start like banning costumes and stuff like that. Like I get that. You know, we we were subject to that when we were kids too. That's that's really nothing new. But Banning the playground games associated with it, you know, you're 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 now banning tug of war completely. Like, fine, Halloween costumes. I, I, I honestly don't I, remember I ever too. playing
0: tug of war at recess.
1: Where the hell did it why. But there's other games too, like you know, the red light, green light, you know. Uh, yeah, Other other things like, shit, I wish my memory were better, but, you know, whatever. The fact of the matter is this. They're banning the games from a TV show. Yeah, you're going to ban the Halloween costumes, fine. You know, I think that's expression, but that's just my opinion. You know what? I mean, it is
0: what it is. Well, here, here's the whole thing with costumes. They're, they're, if you're going to ban that because it's from a show that you don't think kids should watch... I also don't think kids should watch Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th, but here we are with Freddy Krueger, Claws, and Jason masks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, right. That being said, however, I, I do... I'm I, Okay, so I'm going to say something really controversial here. I'm actually a proponent for school uniforms. I like the idea of school uniforms. Uh, when you have the, the, the kids that are... are Able to come to school wearing their, you know, their their Nike swoosh shirts or their uh, Under Armour stuff. And you got the kids that are wearing clothes they got from Goodwill. You know, it, it, it kind of does separate the kids. And you'll see, you see kids like they'll separate themselves that way. And, you know, they'll hang out with the, the kids that, you know, they, they'll get kids poor. Don't hang out with him. And, dude.
1: I'm fucking colorblind. You think I'm gonna argue with you about somebody picking out my clothes for me every day? <laughs> like that's that's day to day life,
0: man. You would, I agree if, with you. If you had asked me in I school, if you. you had asked me in school about school uniforms, no, no, that's horrible. No, I shit, I, I wouldn't have to think about what to wear in the morning. Hell yeah, uh, I would have loved. I would have
1: loved the ever-loving shit out of school uniforms.
0: But a lot of schools I, are actually banning uh, the Halloween costumes because. You know, you have the kids that will go all out and they'll get the latest, greatest thing, and you got the kids that can't even afford to get the off the rack at Walmart. Or let, then you get the ones that try to do it on their own. You know, they try to make something out of cardboard and stuff, and then they get made fun of. I get it. I understand it. I, I'm not truly upset by it. Oh, that's about Halloween. No, it's about education. Your kid's about Halloween is going out and doing their trick or treat thing at night. That's not anything to do with the school. Just because you did it doesn't mean that it was appropriate. You know, we used to, you know, have games where if we'd played them now or even said their names now, we'd be crucified because they were highly inappropriate. But that's just what our childhood was. You know, society and culture evolve and things change.
1: Uh, You know what? I'm sorry, but, you know, I'll I'll agree with most of your points, but banning red light, green light based on a TV show? Oh,
0: yeah, no, that's just stupid. That's just a little bit of an overreaction. I mean, like, come on.
1: I'll tell you I'll tell you what. You can ban the game Red Light Green Light when they start emulating the Squid Game show's version of Red Light Green Light. You got some kid there with a gun. Like that 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 would be a good reason to like start banning the game from school. Like I get, I could jump on that bandwagon, but oh, it's on a TV show and it's violent. No no, no 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 no. You should you should be you you should parent your children better. <laughs> like, like no, man, I, and it's, you know, not even about what they watch and shit like that, but, you know, what you're teaching them, you know? It's like, hey, yeah, you know, we see this stuff on TV, but you know that ain't right, right? It's like, you just sit down and have a conversation and be like, this is entertaining as hell, but it is not okay. This I mean. is, it, like, y- you can have these conversations.
0: Oh, we We've uh, had the conversation before about censorship and, you know, my views on... Oh my God, we can show we we can show someone's head getting cut off. Like multi, I watched a show the other day. There was like eight decapitations. You know, you saw blood. You know, you saw people eviscerated. But goddamn, you show a fucking nipple. Oh boy, oh boy, man! Right to the yeah. Never mind. Yeah, don't. Like Either that. way, man. What are we? What are, what? What are we even score here? I don't even know who to score. You know who? Do you, who do you score? The parents that are letting their kids watch Squid Game. Or the schools are overreacting. I don't know.
1: Hmm. I'm gonna have to give the overall situation a four. Like I've because re- uh, the whole like we gotta we gotta score it. I mean like we gotta we gotta put a number somewhere with something. Yeah. And and I'm just gonna say the whole
0: conglomerate here just reigns a four. I'm gonna dissent a little bit and go with a three just because I think the whole situation's stupid. So we're moving on to penlive.com, and I've got to cough. Give me one second. Okay, I'm better now. Uh, Man saves so much food with Six Flags, $150 season pass, he paid student loans and bought a house. (laughs) Okay, so... You know, Full disclosure, I haven't started paying my student loans yet. Um, I'll, I'll have to make my first payment in uh, January or February. Not looking forward to it. Uh, people will do anything to pay back their student loans, and this is just what one California man is doing by eating primarily at Six Flags for almost a decade. Millennials have become known as the student debt generation. Over the last couple of decades, the cost of attending school rose significantly with the net price of college tuition, fees, room and board at public four-year colleges, increasing 68% since the 1999-2000 academic year. A 33-year-old electrician in Santa Clara, uh, California, identified only as Dylan, stated that in 2014, he has begun spending $150 for unlimited year-round access to Six Flags, which includes parking and two meals a day. This means not spending money on groceries. The money he has been saving is going to pay off his student debt, get married, and he has bought a house. He told the magazine that one of his colleagues was paying $1,500 each month eating out. It's not for the faint of heart. Eating such food twice a day and uh, and could have an impact on your long-term health. In 2014 documentary Super Size Me, host Morgan Spurlock ate only fast food uh, from McDonald's Shane for over a month. He consumed over 5,000 calories a day because of the food he was eating. According to Spurlock's nutritionist, to maintain a healthy body weight, he should consume 2,500 calories per day. 21 days into the 30-day experiment, Spurlock had to go to the hospital for heart palpitations. Dylan told the magazine for the first year, uh, the only food he got at the park was burgers, fries, and pizza, and breadsticks and a sandwich with a refillable soda cup. It wasn't healthy at all, which was rough. However, since Dylan's office is just a five-minute drive away, he wanted to take full advantage of the money-saving scheme. The entire first year, I didn't think I went to the grocery store. I, I timed it so I was able to go there during my lunch break, go back to work, and then stop for dinner on my way home. That is crazy. But I do not think there is any social liability attached to Dylan. However, I want to attach a social liability score to Mark Morgan Scarlock, because I think that man was a douchebag. I still think he's a douchebag. And I think Agreed. the whole concept of this douche canoe doing a quote-unquote documentary is complete and utter horseshit you can very easily have less than 2,500 calories per day eating at McDonald's he was going for a wow factor he really was there has been that 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 the whole experiment quote-unquote has been replicated many times by nutritionists who have been able to actually lose weight eating McDonald's for 30 days uh, it, it's documented like crazy. Uh, Spurlock actually tried to have issues and and make a marked appearance in his weight uh, for the quote unquote documentary. He he he's a piece of shit. I don't have nothing good to say about him. Um, and I'm I'm gonna give him a social liability score of four because screw him.
1: I'll uh, I'll I'll jump on that. I actually watched several. Uh... Several debunking videos during my uh, during my YouTube watching schemes, you know, and uh, and yeah, I mean, like there are a whole bunch of sources that just debunk the shit out of everything, saying how he overinflated his results and you know faked stuff and you know whatever, whatever. I'll I'll I'll, I'll jump on that for with you. Nothing nothing to say about Dylan. I mean, like you know what guy had a goal, and he went after it. Yeah, and you know what? He made the most out
0: of his money, and he admitted it's not the best way, well, but it worked. See, but the thing that bothers me about the article is he said for the first year he ate like shit and it wasn't good. but well, he did it for 10 years, so what did he do for the other nine? Did they have a healthier option that he 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 took advantage of? I'd like to know. I really would. You know, if you don't give me half a story. Give me the whole damn story. Give me all 10
1: years, damn it. Yeah, like seriously, there's somebody else who might jump on this get rich or not get rich quick, but pay off debt quick bandwagon. I mean, like if you can get groceries for 150 dollars a year, I mean, like it, he he already admitted it. It's not the best way, but it but look, I got a house, paid off all my debt. All I have to do is eat like a freaking animal for ten years. It's like, well, well, you know. I mean, you know. I, if it, people go out and steal shit, you know he's he's like, wait a second, wait a second,
0: no. yeah. All right, well, Arden, well, what are you gonna give Spurlock?
1: I already told you, man. I'm I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run with you on the four. Gotcha.
0: Uh, this next is being reported by Cairo Seven. Uh, I have no idea what this is. It's an it's a news station. Let's just go with it. Uh, No Bull. PETA asks the Major League Baseball to change the name of Bullpen to Arm Barn. Here we go with PETA. On the eve of Game 3 of the World Series, people for the ethical treatment of animals are making a pitch to the Major League Baseball to change the name of Bullpen. PETA officials recommend the enclosure that houses relief pitchers should be renamed the Arm Barn. (laughs) Strikeout. I'm sorry, strike out the word bullpen, which references the holding area where terrified bulls are kept before slaughter in favor of a more modern animal-friendly term. Jesus Christ. Uh, Words matter, and baseball bullpens devalue talented players and mock the misery of sensitive animals. PETA encourages Major League Baseball coaches, announcers, players, and fans to change up their, their language and embrace the arm barn instead. this might not be a good choice because Peter's proposed new name would highlight the pitcher's throwing appendage, but the Urban Dictionary defines arm barn as an obscene slang phrase. Oh, I've got to look that up. Uh, The origin of bullpen as baseball terms is hotly disputed. The leading possibility is that the Cincinnati sports writer O.P. Coylor coined the term uh, during a 1987 game story in Sports Illustrated where he wrote, The bullpen at the Cincinnati grounds, where it is three for a quarter crowd, has lost its usefulness. Uh, The bleacher boards just north of the Old Pavilion now hold the uh, cheap crowd, which comes in at the end of the first inning on discount. Baseball historian Paul Dickinson also wrote in his book, The Paul Dickinson Baseball Dictionary, devotes two and a half pages to the definition of bullpen it kinda of goes on a little bit about the where the term bullpen came from. Uh we used to have pitchers who could hold uh could pitch fifty or sixty games a year and extra pitchers would just sit around shooting the bull. No manager wanted to uh wanted all that grab it at uh, on the bench. So he put them in some kind of a pen in the outfield to warm up. It looks like uh a place to keep cows or bulls. So um PETA kind of Why don't... sucks.
1: Yeah, why don't they go to, like, the Department of Agriculture and tell them to change the name of Bullpen to, like, you know, the Bovine Barn, you know? Like, no, this is just, like, the most insane arguments that people make Well, just because, like, they're like, um... Well, a farmer definitely doesn't give two fat rats asses about this issue, so we're going to complain to somebody who will.
0: Here, Here's the thing. PETA, every once in a while, a couple times a year, they'll come up with some outrageously stupid thing just so that people will say the name PETA and, and keep them in the lexicon. You know, because now you're going to be making fun of it, but you're going to remember PETA. Now, PETA is one of the most horrible organizations on the planet Earth. And they, they kill more animals any, every year than all the farms put together. They're a horrible organization, and they, they will do anything to keep their, their name out there. Um, fuck PETA. But let's. You know, but during, during the article, we said about arm barn. Uh, Urban Dictionary defines an arm barn as shoving one's fist up one's ass, similar to fisting, only a funnier word. Hey, sailor, want to go home and arm barn me? <laughs> Get an arm bar mug for your girlfriend. <laughs>
1: I, uh, I'm beginning to support this movement now. <laughs> wow, man. I mean, come on. Like, come on, PETA.
0: I'm giving you a fucking four. Oh, I'm giving PETA a five because they're a terrorist organization as far as I'm concerned. Next is coming out of CBS 47 and Fox 43, Action News Jacksonville. Bus driver charged with DUI says she doesn't drink or do drugs because she's a minister's wife. Uh, Jacksonville, Florida, a school bus driver is facing DUI charges following a crash... Uh, thursday morning according to the florida highway patrol the crash happened just before 6 a.m on jacksonville's west side troopers said lisa mims 58 of jacksonville was driving south a bus southbound on i-295 attempting to exit onto i-10 east when it crashed while going around a curve the bus hit an interstate sign and drove down the embankment near the exit ramp Uh, no students were on board at the time of the crash mims and the bus monitor a 62 year old jacksonville man were not hurt As officers asked Mims if she had had any alcoholic drinks, according to the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office Arrest Report, Mims said she doesn't drink or do drugs because she's a minister's wife. The officer on scene reported the suspect's eyes were glossy. Uh, Mims got triple zeros on her breathalyzer test, which means no alcohol was detected. Florida Highway Patrol says it appears alcohol is not a factor, but the the agency is waiting for a urine test to see if if drugs contributed. The company name written on the bus is Bessie Transport, LLC. The bus was not one of the buses contracted with Duval uh, County Public Schools. In digging into the 58-year-old's background, Action Jack's reporter Megan Moriarty found this isn't the first time this woman has uh, had a driving infraction. Back in 2017, uh, something-aaron filed a lawsuit against Lisa Mansford allegedly hitting her car while driving a school bus in August of 2016. I remember dropping the kids off at school, and I was parked. Then the school bus came up and dropped off kids and tried to make a left turn into the parking lot and ended up uh, on the back of my vehicle. Uh, she had left the scene and I ended up having to call for help. The case against Mims was later dismissed. Aaron told Moriarty she worked something out with the school. Court records show Mims received a ticket for driving without a license on the same day as the incident. Action News Jacks were able to confirm through the Florida Highway Patrol that the bus Mims was driving on Thursday belongs to Bessie Transport, LLC. Moriarty went on to address the list, uh, went to the address listed for the business, and the manager did not want to come out and talk. Uh, Action News: Jax is still waiting to hear back from the results of the urine test. Uh, we are working to, to learn where Mims was headed on Thursday before the crash, and we will update the article once we hear from Bessie Transport LLC. As of right now, we have not received comment. So there's a little bit of a nothing burger here. I mean, she she blew she she wasn't drunk. Um, she may be have drugs in her system, but we don't know that. So why in the hell are we writing an article about it? Or, or am I completely off base? But you're muted right now, Buck. So I hope you're not trying to say anything really prolif- prolific about it. No, I was actually just agreeing with you. Um, I, I, I,
1: there's, there's nothing that really points to her doing anything wrong Other than being a shitty driver pretty much like i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna withhold scoring on this one man Indeed. i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna give this like without more information that would just be really really unfair <laughs>
0: All right, and we're back for the second half of the show. And we're going to go with Fox 12, Oregon. Man arrested in stolen Ricky Bobby racing suit after wild crime spree in uh, Clackamas County. Uh, Clackamas County, Oregon. A 23-year-old man is behind bars on numerous charges after a wild crime spree that ended when he was arrested wearing a stolen Ricky Bobby Talladega Nights racing suit. According to the Clackamas County Sheriff's Office, it all started just after 6 p.m. Tuesday when a driver reported a black GMC pickup truck driving erratically and running stop signs on uh, on some damn road. I don't know. The witnesses followed the pickup while calling 911 to try to get the license plate number. That's when the suspect, later identified as Alex uh, Gomez, reportedly stopped the truck in the roadway, pointed a handgun at the driver's side window, and fired multiple shots at the witnesses witnesses says he ducked and avoided the gunshots and then returned fire with a rifle (laughs) well this got more wow deputies say no one was injured in the exchange gomez drove away from the scene in a gmc pickup which was later reported stolen out of salem he also had a female passenger in the truck not long after deputies spotted gomez driving north on highway 213 into oncoming lane of traffic Assisting Oregon police officers tried to stop the GMC, but Gomez failed to stop, and police chased the vehicle onto a onto a side road. Police used spike strips to try to stop Gomez. A few minutes later, police found the GMC crashed into a detached garage at the home in the 16,000 block of something something Road. Doesn't matter. The witnesses told deputies Gomez fled uh, the vehicle, jumped a fence, and ran eastbound into a wooded area. The female passenger was found walking away from the scene. She was interviewed and later released. Meanwhile, Gomez reportedly broke into a nearby home in Beaver Lake area. The homeowner was not there, but contacted police when Gomez tripped the alarm system. SWAT team members on scene could see Gomez using a flashlight to move from room to room in the house. The standoff ended peacefully around 9 p.m., about three hours after the first 911 call, when Gomez emerged from the home with a bicycle and quickly collapsed on the ground when he saw the house surrounded. <laughs> investigators said while gomez was in the home he changed into a ricky bobby talladega knights racing costume that he had stolen he is also accused of stealing other articles of clothing and filling his suitcase while ransacking jewelry and other items gomez was taken to the uh, williametta falls for a hospital for evaluation and then to clackamas county jail where he was booked on outstanding warrants for the following charges Attempted assault one, attempting a, uh, a lewd police officer, failure to perform uh, driver something, it says prop. Burglary one, failure to appear, to appear unlawful use of a weapon, failure to appear pointing firearm at another, failure to appear menacing, failure to appear unauthorized use of a vehicle. Bail has been set at $342,500. <laughs> Mr. Gomez wow. sounded like he was trying to go down in a freaking blaze of glory. <laughs> yeah Uh, oh man talk about embracing the
1: concept that if you get me you'll earn it like this guy i'm 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 really on the fence here between a three and a four like i really am i'm gonna have to go with the four though i just think that i just think the racing
0: suit thing is hilarious I just do. I'm going to go with a five because the guy shot at people. He was trying to take human life. He gets a five. So, Uh, uh, yeah, I I
1: overlooked that. I got hung up on the raising suit, man. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm going to go. I I will. I will change my, my verdict to a five. See, this is why juries are made up of 12 people, man, because you're going to have some douchebag on that fucking panel. Like me. Who just looks at one detail it's like this guy can't be that bad he stole a Ricky Bobby suit like that would be me in the jury room and then there's you you'd be like and he shot at somebody I'd be like oh yeah if if this
0: dude doesn't stand up in trial and say your honor I'd like to address the jury if you ain't first you're last (laughs) yeah buddy Game first, you're last. Look at look at the public ah. look at look at the public defender. Shake and bake, baby. <laughs> Shake and bake. Our next story is oh, coming man. out of Boston with Boston News 7. Hiker lost on mountain for 24 hours, ignores calls from rescuers because he didn't recognize the phone number. <laughs> A hiker who was lost on the mountain for about 24 hours ignores calls from rescuers because he didn't recognize the phone number. The hiker was reported missing last week after they never returned to a trek on Mount Elbert in Colorado, the highest summit in the Rocky Mountains. After an unsuccessful search of the area where hikers hikers typically get lost, crews learned that the lost individual had returned to their place of lodging. One notable takeaway is the subject ignored repeated calls from us because they didn't recognize the phone number. (laughs) If you're overdue according to your itinerary and you start getting repeated calls from an unknown number, please answer the phone. The hiker claimed that they got lost when it got dark and they reached their car the next morning.
1: He probably thought it was a call about his
0: vehicle's extended warranty. You know how many of those I get every day? Seriously. Seven. At least two. At least two. Well, I was way off. Yeah. But I
1: was trying to guess.
0: But like yesterday I got I was getting text messages about um a bank that's in this area had um locked my card for fraud and I needed to call this number. Well, I'm in Oklahoma and that number was in North Carolina and it was a very regional bank. So, I doubt it was real. That and I don't have an account there. <laughs> oh, man. I... I... I just... Wow. Our next is coming from the... OC- well, we gotta give a score on this. Um... I don't know if we can score this dude because he didn't call for help. No, just, he was somebody, Oh God, where is he? He's going hiking, send out the search party. Um, he didn't ask for help and he didn't even know he was being looked for. So I got, I got no, no qualms with this guy. He was just like, yeah, whatever. I'm on a hike. Leave me alone. I'll work it out myself. He had a phone. If he wanted help, he would have called. That's, I,
1: I, I gotta, I gotta ride with you on that one, man. Like, yeah, you know. Oh, oh, we, you know, we wasted so. No, you didn't waste anything. Well, here's you and here's the made, next thing too. You made a mountain out of a fucking
0: molehill. And here's the next like thing they, too, dude. If 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 you were that worried about the guy that you're trying to call him, ping his phone. You'll know where he's at.
1: Why not send him a text? That too. Like, you know, I mean, did it say how old this guy was? Uh it, it didn't. It didn't give any information about the hiker at all. I. Well, regardless, I mean, like, think about it, man. Like, I know that you don't do sales, but you still try to, like, make contact with people for your job purposes on, a, on the regular. If you can't call them, like, logic dictates the next best medium of communication would be a text. A lot of times a text is the best way. Because it, you know, like me specifically, I will not answer the phone call for an unknown number because I don't give a fly. I, I just I just don't I don't give a hoot about my vehicle's extended warranty and whatever. Like I'm in no hurry. You shouldn't be either. Leave me a message.
0: Indeed. Our next story is coming from Osceala ocala news i'm sorry ocala news an ocala man allegedly steals ex-girlfriend's vehicle claims that he died and came back to life in the woods 22-year-old ocala man was arrested for allegedly stealing his ex-girlfriend's vehicle on sunday october 24th around 4 15 p.m a marion county sheriff's office deputy responded to circle k station on highway 200 in reference to a stolen vehicle the tan sedan was parked on the west side of the gas station a man later identified as Uh, Joshua Eric Rodriguez was in the front seat with the door open. A check of the vehicle's license plate confirmed that it was reported stolen. The deputy searched Rodriguez and discovered he had the car key for the stolen vehicle, and inside Rodriguez's wallet, the deputy also found the vehicle owner's credit card. Rodriguez was arrested, and he agreed to speak with the deputy. He stated that the vehicle belonged to an ex-girlfriend, and he insisted his ex-girlfriend allowed him to borrow the vehicle. He then told the deputy several times that he had died and came back to life in the woods and that he was unable to answer any further questions. (laughs) He was transferred to the Marion County Jail and is currently being held on $3,500 bond. He faces several felony charges, including vehicle grand theft. No court date has yet been scheduled, according to jail records.
1: All right. I just want to point this out. Dying and come back to life in the woods never worked in any Dungeons & Dragons scenario that I have ever played in fucking fantasy world, why would it work in real fucking life with the sheriff? I mean, like, I you know, over the past 74 weeks, I've really, like, I've always been left with really one question about all these articles that we've covered, and it is this. What in the ever-loving hell was going through this person's head when, when of all the, of the of the myriad of things that you could possibly reach out of the air as an excuse to not want to talk, you're going to grab it, dying, and then coming back
0: to life? Well, here's the thing, Buck. You, you and I have both been in law enforcement, and we both know of individuals that were sitting in jail that had no earthly business being there because they were there simply for having mental health issues in this instance this sounds an awful lot like a mental health issue and it's funny because the people that actually have these like bona fide you know issues are the ones that go to jail but the ones that I'm going to use you know some diagnosis of depression or anxiety or something of that nature as my get out of jail free card and oftentimes succeed you know you know, we had a we had an execution here in Oklahoma this week, and th- th- he was put to death because he was already in jail. And then he drugged a uh, kitchen worker into a closet and stabbed her seventeen times to death. And their defense was not that he didn't kill her; it was well, he had a bad childhood, and they didn't take that into account. <laughs> he was already serving a life sentence, and now he killed somebody in jail. I mean, what more can you do? Uh, whether you agree with the death penalty or not, I'm actually on the fence. I don't know whether I agree with it or not. The, the whole defense of, you know, I'm going to try and say that I had a bad childhood, so I shouldn't be held accountable. When you have people that legitimately are having mental health problems, and our solution is simply to throw them in jail, but the ones that, you know, are tra- <laughs> are trying to claim mental health are usually the ones that are completely full of shit. You know...
1: I I'm a little like I'm not on the fence about the death penalty. I I am kind of like not an advocate, but I understand or I can I can justify it in my own mind in certain instances and you know I I do believe that mental health is grossly under Factored when when making these decisions, you know, and uh, and you know, I think that before somebody pulls the proverbial trigger, they they really
0: need to to look at all the aspects behind of everything. Yeah, uh, I'm not really sure if I want to give this a score because I don't know what's going on there. And there's just there's enough there that I, I think there needs to be some kind of a psychological evaluation or more information pertaining to what is this guy's background and maybe he didn't have medication of some kind that he needed. Who knows? I'm not really comfortable giving this one a score.
1: I'm going to go ahead and go with you on that one too, man. And, you know, I will point out that we are having a lot of not scoring uh, articles this week. As entertaining as some of them are, you know, let's I, – I just – I want to point it out so that way people don't think that we're being like, uber conservative or like sitting on the fence you know I want to point out that like as as much as we like to poke and make fun of people uh, for for doing ridiculous things we 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 don't we we don't bastardize those with serious issues and if we aren't presented with enough information we we'd just rather not make the call and that's that's just it at the end of the day.
0: Well, we're not ending on a down note. So let's go to ourselves to Australia, folks. This is being reported by the Age. Bouncy cows, Castle owner led arson campaign to keep the jump on rivals. As the owner of a bouncy house business, Michael Andrew never expected a Molotov cocktail to enter his world. He doesn't ha- <laughs> that doesn't happen with jumpy castles. It's mafia type stuff, he said. Another uh, party hired business owner Andrew uh, Saliba it used, uh, is used to cheerful greetings when he starts uh, inflating amusements or unloading jukeboxes and arcade machines. We rock up to people's places, corporate events or schools or whatever and people are happy to see us because they know we have fun stuff. Uh, we deal with uh, happy people. We're not used to dealing with threats and fire bombings. The owner of Melbourne's Jumping jumping Castle and Party Hire business endured a terrifying summer in 2016-17 as a two-month spree of arson attacks caused financial damage, fear, and stress contradictory to the fun focused industry. (laughs) Uh, Their shock was magnified when they learned the man that organized the campaign was a rival business owner, James uh, Balcombe. Hellbent on getting his jump on the rivals, Balcombe claimed that his competitors had copied his business ideas and were offering cheaper rates. He enlisted a former employee uh, and that man's schoolmate who offered them $2,000 for every competitor they firebombed. Both men were easily swayed. One was a pretty cheap criminal with a drug addiction and the other had mounting vet bills from his beloved dog. (laughs) Between oh. between 2016 and Febu- uh, December 2016 and February 2017, there were almost a dozen arson attacks carried out on five businesses. One owner suspected Belcombe's hit list was based on a Google search of Melbourne's leading party hire companies. By pleading guilty this week to 11 counts of conspiracy to commit arson, Belcomb admitted that he and his underlings attacked warehouses in. All these different places that I can't pronounce. Uh, Belcombe didn't start the fires himself. The arsonist recruited a third man for their early attacks, but uh, when two of the trio pulled out, the drug addict, drug addict continued throwing Molotov cocktails over fences and through windows. The Court of Appeals later labeled him as an arsonist for hire. Uh, most attacks caused either little or no damage but one at the A&A Jumping Castles destroyed at least $1.2 million worth of property, including a warehouse, a van, jumping castles, and a mechanical bull, stretch limo, merry-go-round, and go-karts. It killed us, said Mr. Andrew, uh, who, with his wife Elaine, now runs A&A a a at a fraction of the size of their former award-winning venue. They said it was only uh, the donations and equipment from other businesses that had allowed them to get back on their feet. One minute you've got everything, and in five minutes you've got nothing. After seeing the fire on the news, uh, Belcombe was elated with the fire bomber. Uh, That's the best job you've done so far, he told him, urging more destruction. A- Andrew never met Belcombe, and he was shocked to learn the man behind the crime was a fellow business owner, Mr. Saliba, who owns Extreme Party Hire with his wife Samantha. Was less surprised. He said he had received threatening and aggressive emails from Belcombe well before the arson campaign, accusing him of copying ideas and notable uh, for the uh, for the air of one-upmanship the syllabus uh, uh, warehouse was targeted four times in fires it caused a combined forty thousand dollars worth of damage they recall scary exhausting weeks of fixing metal sheets over windows and not remember and even remembering watching on their own cctv feed from home one night as the arsonists approached the warehouse in the industry we all work together we don't go around firebombing each other just to get business at the end of the day, I think it's just greed, and it's sad in a way. We could have helped each other, we could have worked together, but Belcombe went rogue. <laughs> the arson campaign ended with a blaze at Belcombe's kangaroo ground property after he instructed the, his fire starter how to torch his awesome party-hire storage shed. Belcombe's aim was to divert suspicion and told police that the bill would be around $1.2 million. Later, he was accused of trying to fraudulently claim on insurance payout. The conspiracy deflated uh, over the following weeks. The three arsonists, whom the age has not uh, named for legal reasons, plead guilty in a court a county court hearing and were jailed. The main arsonist was jailed for almost 12 years, but the term was cut uh, on appeal to eight and a half years, five and a half uh, years non-parole. As belkem held firm, that a case against him included allegations that he had trolled a competitor's website and waged a cyber attack against other businesses where police... Uh, traced a hacker to an IP address in Qatar. In 2018, while on bail, awaiting trial, Belcomb sconded. He spent more than a year at large until his arrest in Perth uh, last year, by which time he was operating another jumping castle business under an alias, and federal police nabbed him for, uh, over using a fake postage scamp scheme. Convicted and fined by Perth magistrate for the offense, he was extradited to Victoria and hit with a short jail term for using a fake doctor's letter to excuse him from a previous court appearance. Now 57, he is in custody. This week, after months of negotiations between his lawyers and prosecutors, he did plead guilty. His victims hope a pre-sentencing hearing uh, next year will come bring closure. I've always kept a fire extinguisher in my bedroom because he knew where we lived, uh, said Andrew Saliba It's good to see that this is hopefully going to come to an end. (laughs) All right,
1: Buck. What do you think? (laughs) All of of this carnage and capricious and malevolence over bouncy houses. (laughs) Uh, That's. I'm such a shitbag I'm such a shitbag for laughing but like (laughs) this dude is the Tony Montana of fucking Inflatables (laughs) man wow oh man he's going to a Molotov cocktails he's got fucking cronies and henchmen like what in the shit, man? He's going, oh, man. Like all the fucking falls to wall. Oh uh, Over an inflatable empire. It's, it's, <laughs> it's literally hot air. Not even hot air. You ever been to a bouncy house, man? It's just it's air. air. <laughs> it's, it's not even like room time. To- Your air. It's just. (laughs) Like, fuck! You you can inflate that shit with the exhaust from your car and get away with it. They're in Australia. They don't give a shit. They got spares. They can fly. Who knows what they're filling that shit with? Fuck! And this dude's like, nah, man. No. No. You will get off of my cloud or I will burn you to the ground.
0: It's like, literally, uh, what? Wow! <laughs> well, wow, oh, man. There's a lot what, to what I, digest here. I mean, there really is. That, the guy's like hiring people to the fire yeah! bomb He's Committing insurance fraud. He's committing forgery for his bouncy house empire. I'm telling you, man. Which, according to what they're saying, wasn't even like he had a good business model. <laughs> you know what,
1: though. You know what, though. All things aside, his logic must have been if I can't be the best one, I will be the only one. I guess. <laughs> and and he just went with it. Like, all that money he could have spent on, like, marketing, improving promoting his, his business. You know, like, it sounds like he's good at, at hiring quality employees to some degree. <laughs> Perhaps he could have hired someone to turn on the fan nail the stake into the ground make sure the kids don't wear their shoes smoke all the cigarettes you want at least seven feet away from the from the inflatable <laughs> have a good day Pretty like that's that, that 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 is essentially it he could have hired the like this dude is like an australian alchemist and knows the rigors of a proper Molotov cocktail to the point of $1.2 million in damage. Are you telling me that the same gentleman could not, you know, manipulate the finer engineering of an inflatable, bouncy palace? Fair like, not. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps the planning phase... Like, he definitely did a lot of damage, man like he definitely did he committed to it to a, to a degree where he's like you know like i can't even imagine what his street cred in prison <laughs> oh man like what is his rep like in the yard <laughs> that's what i want to know like what are the inmate what are the other inmates saying about this guy I would you be know, like, to see. <laughs> like I, I want, I want more out of this. Like,
0: man, man. <laughs> that being said, folks, um, what are we going to, what, what are we going to talk about scores, Buck? What, what, are you, what are you going to give this guy?
1: I, I gotta, I gotta give this guy a five. I, I gotta. Yeah. And he earned it. He earned it. This motherfucker. Just committed every crime in the book over an inflatable empire. Went balls to the wall, and just <laughs> he put that fucking all his chips on red. Spun the wheel in this ever-changing gambit of life, and and just <laughs> just went for it. He's like, ah, all these inflatables will cushion the blow. No. <laughs> Dude gets a five, man. Yeah. Arson. He's got people afraid, like a thief in the night. Sleeping with, sleep fire with fire extinguishers <laughs> over over inflatables, man. Over inflatables, like right I, like we got to look this shit up. Like this must be like a huge thing in Australia. Like it must be huge, man. Huge. Imagine. Imagine where the air is just so much more inflatable in Australia, I guess. You know, the rubber's more durable. The air is, you know, marginally cleaner in a way. You know,
0: like, come on! All right. All right, folks. Anyhow, That's going to bring us to a close of Episode 74. Thank you for listening. And please share this podcast with a friend. Tell them how awesome it is. And hopefully next week on uh, episode 75, Mike will have, Buck will have a working microphone as opposed to his backup microphone, which you have no idea how long we waited to get this podcast started while you're trying to fix that problem. But it all turned out okay in the end, and we will see you next week for another exciting edition of the Social Liability Podcast.